0: thank you.
1: up the first Memory Cafe um, here in Minnesota, which is actually a concept from, uh, from the U.K. And I'm hoping that we will still be able to get Norms on the show uh, because he had such a big part in, in getting the Memory Cafes over here in the U.S. In fact, I want to explain a little bit about um, how the concept even came to be and what it what it actually is all about. still be able to? we have um we basically were talking online, uh Norms and I on Facebook through Memory People, which is the uh, the group that Rick Phelps, um, our advocate living with Alzheimer's has. And um during a chat he had mentioned the memory cafes. And the Memory Cafes are basically a, a social environment that supports both the caregiver um, and the person with, uh, with memory impairment um, to be able to get out there and, and interact. And so um, in, the, in our discussions, I, I wanted more information from Norms. And so uh, we started chatting online, and the next thing I knew, he hooked me up with a man by the name of David Light. And David... Um, is the one who wrote the guidelines uh, to set up the memory cafes over in the U.K., and he was so kind, and he sent them all over to me. They are extremely collaborative over there, and he basically told me, you take them, run with them, adjust them, do whatever you need to do, but um, people are loving these. They are really missing the social interaction. And so, you know, basically we did just that, Um, and so then I brought that forward um, to some of our partners in crime that are going to be opening up um, the Memory Cafe here, which is called J. Arthurs. And I have with us today, um, Bill, I think we're getting a little noise in the background from you. I don't know... um, if that can if that can be stopped or not, but we're hearing a little ruffling in the background. But I have uh, Phil Bumgarn and Mikel is it Yoist? Um which Yoist, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, McKel. I love your first name though. I just I love saying McKel. That's just such a pretty, pretty name. Um and they are with A C R Health Group and they are the primary um founding members now with the uh, with the memory cafe and so i'm totally out of format here because because i'm still trying to figure out our our dashboard sequence here and and what's going on so i apologize if i sound a little little out of sorts but um Before we kind of get into the Memory Cafe, Phil, can you tell us a little bit of background about yourself and um, how you got to be involved with Alzheimer's?
2: Sure, definitely. Um, I actually graduated a little while back. I tried to give the date and give myself away, but um, I started working at ACR Homes, which provides uh, group homes and services for people with disabilities and seniors. So I started working there as what's called a program counselor, which is the one working directly in the home with them, um, taking care of them, taking on activities, help them with medications, daily cares, things like that. And I was there as a program counselor and assistant supervisor for about two, two-and-a-half years. And Then they asked me to be a program director, which kind of oversees a number of different homes. Um, and I did that for another two, two-and-a-half years. And they asked me to start doing some recruiting, um, probably because I'm so shy. Um, but I did that for a <laughs> About a year as a program specialist, and they asked me to uh, be the director of recruiting, which I've been doing for now for about 11 years. Um, and then just as of recently, um, well, we we actually have it's called Arthur's White Pines. It's a residential care assisted living home that's part of the ACR Healthcare Group, um, and we work with seniors with all sorts of high medical needs, memory care, end of life things like that. And as I started doing the shift from more of the DD, Developmentally Disabled side, um, in January this year, I was asked to work with Arthur doing the marketing for Arthur's White Pines, and then started doing more studying about Alzheimer's and dementia and a variety of different conditions that people have. Um, And so I've been working with them now for the marketing side of things for about, well, since January. Um, And then Uh we uh, had gotten to know Lori, um, and she had brought this um, concept of the uh, Memory Cafe to us, and we already had the coffee shop in place, which... Uh, Mikhail can tell you more about that too. And then just things started uh, falling in place, I guess you could say.
3: Wonderful.
1: And Mikhail, can you tell us a little bit about yourself as well? And
3: Yes. Uh, I feel like my story is somewhat similar to Phil's. I also started working as a program counselor in our homes for adults with developmental disabilities. I started there during college and worked for about three years in that role. And then I became a residential supervisor, and so I supervised one of our locations for about two and a half years. And from there also became a program director for about two years, overseeing multiple locations. And just in the last uh, really about a month, I have now come on as the manager at the J. Arthur's Coffee House. And I'm excited because it's a cute little location that has a lot to offer. And so when, when Lori approached us about hosting uh, these memory cafes, we thought it would be a perfect fit, not only because we have a cute and inviting space, but also because it so closely relates to what we do at ACR already.
1: Oh, wonderful. Well, you know, what's kind of ironic is my background is in healthcare. care. Um, I started out in the group home industry for about 10 years, um, working with the development, <laughs> developmentally disabled as well. And so, it, you know, it's kind of a small world, you know, <laughs> when you come to think about it. And um, the the company I worked for way back when, because this was like, oh, my gosh, 30, 35 years ago, um, we started the first um, apartment program ever. I was the one that, that worked on that. And so, I mean, it just shows how far we have come because back then there were – um, much more of the the larger, you know, group homes or institution type things, and they were just starting to break off into the smaller homes. So kind of a small world there. Um, you know, with this Memory Cafe, I was I was really excited, you know, talking with Norms on this, and I feel so bad we can't get him on the program today. Um, and we do have someone who's raising their hand on the call, and I can't get to you either, so I totally apologize for that i am not quite sure what's happening we do have a new platform here that they're using Mm -hmm. hello Um,
0: this is rick phelps how are you
1: rick you are on the phone well good i you know what it shows on my board that you're not on here so (laughs) great rick i didn't know you were there thank you so much for calling in today i had norms on the phone earlier and uh, But I couldn't hook him into the system here. I'm just having a problem with my with Skype today for whatever reason, and then we were having problems with the phone system. So I actually switched from one office to another office and jumped on a different computer and <laughs> things. So I'm so glad that you're with us here. That's wonderful. No, uh,
4: because I certainly it was really- uh, wanted to call in and, and say that uh, I think this is absolutely fantastic, this new memory cafe that's going to be opening in. In the states here, uh, I, as as you know, I've talked with Norms many many times about these. Matter of fact, I even start I tried to start one up here in our area locally, but um, we live in a small community. and it's, it's just tough to do. But uh, these things are these things are phenomenal, and they are going to spread throughout the United States. I'm just sure of it, and it's going to bring awareness, and that's what it's all about. And I just I just can't thank uh, these people enough
1: oh i i uh, I so agree with you, and Norms is just trying to get a hold of me on my other computer in my other office, so i am gonna grab him and see if we can get we'll just uh see what see what we could do here see if we can still get him in because it actually rick it was it was your um you know your program um that got us uh talking about this it was the platform with memory people. And, you know, without um, some of the things that are going on with social media, I think it's so underplayed by many in terms of the value um, of what actually is going on. And, um, you know, the power is just absolutely magnificent. Norms, are you with us? I uh, yeah, Well, we're trying here. We are trying. I'm gonna- Put you on. A, I'm going to go speakerphone here, and we'll see if we can work this. Because for whatever Hello. reason, I can't get you into the um, Skype program that I actually need to
0: Hello.
1: need to be able to use. And he cannot hear me, so that is not going to work. So let's let's see. Okay. Can you guys hear Norms at all?
4: I can hear him, Lori.
1: Okay. A little bit, yes. Norm? Norms, can you hear us? I'm sorry, we can Hello. Okay. Well, what we're gonna do here? This is gonna be a, this is gonna be a little bit tricky because I have I have two programs in two different offices. <laughs> but um, I'm gonna move back into this other one, and we'll just see if we can get him uh, working this way here. Norms, I uh, I'm so glad that you were able to join us here. So that is absolutely wonderful. And, Rick, I'm going to cut you off for a second. This is not the way the show normally goes at all. Sure, that's fine. Um, but, Lawrence, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes, of course I can, yes. Um, I
0: actually live in the UK. I was diagnosed nearly four years ago now our age 50, and uh, ever since being diagnosed, I decided to dedicate my life to raising awareness and hopefully seeing an end to this awful illness until we find a cure.
1: Wonderful. Can everybody hear that? Okay. Could you guys, Rick and Phil and Macal, could you hear Norms? Okay.
4: Uh, yeah, I can hear him fine.
1: Yep. Okay. Wonderful. Because what I'm doing is just holding my my iPhone up to my computer so <laughs> so that people can hear you, Norms. This is. This is totally not the way the show normally goes. I was I was telling Rick that, you know, without his platform on Memory People, we never would have made this connection um, with the Memory Cafes. And one of the things I really want to encourage people is to start looking at doing business a little bit differently, especially with the budget crisis that we've got going on. You know, Minnesota, we've got government shutdown, and people's hands, you know, they're really felt to be tied with no funds and no extra staff, but there are ways to do things. And this, this uh, Memory Cafe, what we're doing over here, is a prime example of the collaborative effort of different people, different businesses, you know, coming together, saying this is the right thing that needs to be done. And so, um, Norm, Phil and Mikkel are on the line, along with Rick um, Phelps from Memory People. So just to kind of fill you in there... And, um, again, very excited to have everybody here because all of us are a a piece, I think, of a very important step. I was so shocked and and yet so thrilled with the U.K.'s attitude of sharing. I mean, there was just no, there was absolutely no question in terms of, um, you know, a proprietary status that this is my idea and you can't have it. And to, me, and to me, that was so refreshing. In fact, I actually got an email from the Rotarians over in the UK saying, you know, because they support a lot of the memory cafes over there um, through their fundraising. And they said, we want to hook up with the Rotarians here in the U.S. And we are hoping that they will take on this concept. And I thought, wow, that's pretty marvelous. That's that's pretty pretty exciting to do so um, in terms of this whole um, this whole project here, I wanted to um, ask Phil in terms Phil and Mikel both um, because Phil was in on the initial meeting when I started um, approaching people on this project and ACR health group was one of the first people that I contacted because they have They are just such a cool company and such a wonderful concept about true giving services and really um, maxing out people's potential. Uh, It's a a wonderful, wonderful thing. So, Phil, can you tell us a little bit about, you know, what you and your company thought, you know, when I brought this idea uh, to them and kind of maybe, you know, what did you guys bounce off one another?
2: Well, I was thrilled with it. I mean, when I first heard about it, I, it was a new concept, something I wasn't real familiar with. And it really just sounded like something good to do. I mean, just looking at it from a business standpoint, it's not like we can gain a lot from it, but it was just something that we can really serve this population really well. I mean, we already had a facility for it. And just as far as a, a social aspect, we're looking at, you know, there's lots of different maybe conventions people can go to or speakers or different things like that, but really just a place that they can come in a safe environment. Um, and just hang out and meet other people who are experiencing the same thing. Um, you know, they're scared. Maybe they don't. Maybe they don't know a lot about what's going on. Um, we and we met uh, a couple that spoke at the Alzheimer's Association breakfast. Who they talked about that a little bit. How they were scared when they first found out, and they've lived through that. And it's just to be able to have an opportunity to uh, where they can come meet other people who are going through the, through the same thing is kind of a comfort for them. But also just safe a safe place that they can come and they're not going to be anything or, or stand out or anything like that. But just be able to meet other people and just do a uh, hang out on the social side of things.
1: Wonderful, Norms. Can you tell us a little bit about you know because you've lived and braved this. Um, you are, you played such a big role now in the memory cafes over in the UK. Can you share with us what what it's like to be a member and what it's done for you in your life?
0: Certainly, yes. First of all I'd like to say I'm so pleased to hear what you've said and you really have got it. That's exactly what these places are. It's a safe haven for people who it's non judgmental and it's somewhere that they look forward to. Um the MemiaCath that we run has over fifty members now and it's made such a big impact in my life, not as a volunteer not only as a volunteer, but also as a person who attends a Memacap because I enjoy it just as much as they do. It's a range of ages. I'm 53, nearly 54. I think how oldest is in, in his 90s. And it's a place where, for some of them, um, it's the only time they get out during the week. And for some of them, they know they can get all the information they need because there's still other questions that need to be answered out there. And these guys know that they can come there. They can have a cup of tea, coffee. We have entertainment. We have all the information. And it's somewhere where they can sit and chat. It's a meeting place for friends. Um we open it we open at 1.30, but for the first half hour they just sit and chat and talk about the week they've had, which you wouldn't do in a normal cafe in the normal circumstances and that's exactly what they do and then two o'clock we do the notices and uh from then on we have a really good time from there. Um, all the information's there, if anybody needs anything. And um, these things are growing all over the country now and I am so pleased that um that you guys are on board with it now in America. I'm
1: so proud of you. great. Can you tell us when you when you refer to information, what kind of information are you, are you talking about that is available to people at your cafes?
0: Um, yes. Yeah, uh, the information we have, um, it's all free information, it's all free leaflets from the Alzheimer's Society, outcome Dementia UK, which covers all types of dementia. Um, we like to say over here, what I like to say, I only wear one hat and that's just for dementia. Not specifically Alzheimer's or any other type of disease of it, I like to raise awareness for every type and every type of disease that's related to this. um, um, The the information is available to reach and all that come through them doors.
1: Wonderful, Norm. Speaking of awareness, and you and Rick, you know, both are living with this disease. And you know Rick is just a huge advocate. He's doing so many cool things between memory people and doing a documentary and writing a book. And and Norms is writes beautiful poetry. And these two connect on a level throughout the world that is absolutely incredible. But Norms, I'd like to just take a a minute here and let you talk about your um, dementia awareness day because the world has to has to hear about this. It is so important the way you are connecting people on a global level. So can you tell our audience a little bit about Dementia Awareness Day? I
0: would love to, yeah. Dementia Awareness Day is being held up and down the country in the UK, and hopefully across the world, on September 17th. On January 3rd this year, I wrote a blog. um, Basically, it was a small blog about how I got hope from looking at the stars. It's it's in in the book. I was contacted by my friend Sheriff in Wiltshire, and uh, within twenty minutes of talking to a dementia awareness day was born uh, at my community website, I was kind enough to set up the um, help set up a dementia uk Dementia Awareness day on uh, Facebook, which you can access and um, from that day, we now have over ten thousand seven hundred pledges of help and of, um, awareness raising on that day. Um, down here in Turkey, we've hired a major hall we also some spectacular prizes for the raffle. And it's an all day event with stalls, brick-a-brite, like, and things like that and artists and singers in Rotherham. They're holding a circus, they've got a band singing and they've got stalls in my hometown of Bolton. I'm so proud of those because they've actually hired the town hall and it's on a Saturday which is the busiest place in Bolton and the are handing goodie bags out, the Lord Mayor is opening it, and um, things like this are happening all over the country. And it's about time, because we I said this morning, I said, dementia doesn't know any boundaries. Well, neither should we. Why should we know any boundaries? Dementia doesn't, so why shouldn't we? And hopefully next year this will become a World Dementia Awareness Day. Well,
1: I think it's just absolutely wonderful, and... You know, I mean, I would love to see our Memory Cafe um, do something in honor of that as well. And I I will do everything that I can in my power over here in the U.S. to get the word out. And I know that Rick has been, um, you know, is very much in favor of that as well. Um, I don't mean to speak for you, Rick. Do you want to say a couple of words on that?
4: Well, absolutely, Lori. Uh, Norm's uh, turned me on to this, explained this Memory Cafe concept several months and he was kind enough to send me a bunch of information from the UK about it and like I said I took that and ran with it but uh, I live in a in a small community and it's just kind of hard but uh, I haven't I haven't forgotten about it and I'm still working on it uh, it's just going to have to expand and, and spread the awareness but it is absolutely a fantastic idea it's uh, it will grow in the United States it's just going to you know it's one of those things it's uh, baby steps but uh, it's absolutely fantastic Hello.
1: Let's see. Is everybody still here? Hello. Yep,
3: we're still here.
1: Oh, you know what? They're here. I-, I tell you, it's me at my end having technical difficulties. Rick, can you repeat that um, one more time? I don't know if it was just me, but Norms and I didn't hear a word just that, <laughs> Maybe everyone else did, but... We're just going to go with the flow here today because that's all we can do. So if you wouldn't mind repeating it again, sure, that's fine.
4: I was just explaining that Norms uh, explained the Memory Cafe concept to me several months ago now, and uh, he was kind enough to send a bunch of information, pamphlets, and things over to me, and uh, I took that and ran with it. But like I was explaining, I live in a small community here, and it's, and it's kind of tough to get things going. But uh, baby steps is what it's all about. Uh, this. This idea is going to spread throughout the United States and it's going to be a a common ground here in in the near future. It's an excellent idea, uh, people getting around in a safe and secure environment, talking about the issues and the problems that we have with Alzheimer's or EOAD. I just, uh, I'm on board with it and I I just think it's a fantastic idea.
1: Wonderful. I have had probably three uh, different people from different states contact me on this already. Um very interested in in getting things up and running, so it is exciting times. It is very exciting times now, Mikhail, you have been um kind of our one orchestrating uh you know the layout and design of the memory cafe that we're gonna launch here, and we're having two open houses, one is July thirteenth from one to three and the other one is on July 27th from 6 to 7.30. Can you explain a little bit, you know, to give people a of what the cafe itself is like and then while you're orchestrating
3: for these open houses? Absolutely. Uh, we do have the two open houses coming this month, and our goal really with those is to see what type of interest we have. We want to open our doors and who comes in. And so we're hoping to gather a lot of information from those who attend these first two open houses to find out what is going to be most beneficial to those currently uh, dealing with memory issues and for their caregivers, what what issues are most relevant to them and how can we best meet that need. And so we're, we're planning to really do a lot of information gathering um, in the midst of hopefully a fun and social environment. And so Upon arrival, we will have uh, snacks and drinks, hopefully a time for people just to mingle and get to know each other, make some fun introductions and connections. We will have some some surveys to gather that information, um, as well as some activities. We will plan to do some craft activities. We have uh, a speaker hopefully coming in this first time around, possibly the second one as well. Uh, We will have some games and different activities, including Wii Bowling, which we're very excited about. Um, and then just some, some get-to-know-you types of cards and activities as well. And so hopefully in time this will develop into more of a routine structure, but these first few events are mainly just a get-to-know-each-other time, let people get to know Jay Arthur's, the concept of the Memory Cafe, and let us get to know the people that are attending and what they're looking for in this group. Wonderful. And you had mentioned the speaker, and I, I actually had talked
1: with Dr. Richard Taylor. Richard... Um, also has Alzheimer's or, or dementia of the Alzheimer's type. And he is on his way to Minnesota, uh, you know, right now. And so very excited to have him as our speaker because Richard has been struggling with this for several years, but he is a renowned um, speaker and has spoken around the world. He's written a book called Alzheimer's from the Inside Out, which is absolutely gives people incredible insight. So it will be really fun to see him again. I just met him for the first time about a year ago. So very, very excited about that. And, and Richard, like Rick and like Norms, is this huge advocate. And he is working with Laura Bromley and Alzheimer's Disease International on rolling out something called um, Stand Up, Speak Out. And it's all about the voices of dementia. And Richard or Laura will be on the show at a later date, um, talking in more detail regarding the, that program. They're in the process of getting the website and stuff set up. but one of the one of the things they're trying to do is get people to list different activities of that they're doing with this disease to raise awareness, because there's so many creative things that can be done. I know Rick had a, a balloon launch. Uh, Rick, when did we do that? What was the, I don't even remember what our goal number was for the group back then. Do you?
4: I I believe back then it was like 300 or something, but I know <laughs> it, it was indeed a good thing. It was a good thing. We had uh, caregivers and, and patients alike. People did it in nursing homes, as you well know, and it wasn't a big thing. People just went out and bought a few purple balloons, and uh, we, we picked a time and date to set them all off. And we put little notes in them, and uh, they went all around. It 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 transpired all around the United States and the world, even. It was a it was a good fun thing to do, and everybody was on board with it. I was real happy with it.
1: Well, and I know a lot of us videotaped it, so then we put it on memory people too, and we just it was kind of fun to see all these balloons going off and just the ways different people did it. But it, again, it's all about bringing people together, and and giving. Giving people purpose and power, and one of the things that, that I have loved so much about memory people is meeting you guys who have this disease, and the power that you guys have and the dedication and the commitment and, and the things you are doing to move and shake you know the world up, because the world needs to pay attention to dementia. And it hasn't. You know, it's viewed it as this old person's disease. And if I've said it once, I've said it a zillion times. You know, more and more are going to be like my mom, who have lived with memory problems for 30 years. And you still have to have purpose. You still have to feel you belong. You still have to connect. And you guys are doing that in such a strong, strong fashion. And Jay Arthur's Memory Cafe, you know, we're hoping to continue that on and help build that with others. Um, because I think one of the one of the problems, too, with this disease is people can feel isolated because they're afraid of making mistakes or embarrassment. I know my mom really pulled back socially, and she used to be way out there, I mean, you know, in the thick of everything and in charge of stuff, um, but she was afraid of making mistakes, so she started pulling back. And I think that's one of the nice things that the memory cafes pull into place was it's a safe place to be who you are no matter who you are. I mean, we all, you know, we all have bad days and good days, and um, it doesn't change if we get ill. I don't care if it's dementia, if it's cancer, you know, you know, whatever it is. We all have our bad days, and it's all about not judging one another and appreciating people at a, at a much more basic and honest level. And, and that peer interaction is so powerful. To not feel alone. I do want to mention a couple other partners that we have in the program. Um, The Alzheimer's Research Center is a a national research center located here in the Twin Cities, and they are one of the largest brain banks in the nation and maybe even in the world. Um, But they are located out of Regions Hospital, and they have been um, in existence for over 30 years, and they are uh, they've just been very um, helpful and supportive with this whole process as well. Um, they're all in a meeting. These these other folks kind of all work together, so they weren't able to be on the show today. And they also have a program called the Minnesota Memory Project, which actually I'm part of. And what that is is they are doing a study to track adults in Minnesota and surrounding areas on three different um, areas. One is to collect information on memory changes associated with aging um, in the presence and absence of brain disease. And so it's for people with some memory impairment and those that aren't. Um, And then they are also collecting information on caregivers about their health effects related to caring for individuals with memory loss. And then they also are um interested in participants um, trying to um, connect them with kind of cutting edge research and development. so I- I'm very proud to be part of of both of those programs. The Alzheimer's Research Center, again, they primarily are you know doing you know autopsies and so forth on the brain to analyze that and i've I've signed up both myself and my mom, you know upon our demise. You know, I don't need those parts anymore. And if we don't get them checked and if we, you know, if we if we aren't accessible for this research, they're not going to be able to find a cure. So it, it is critical that we all step up to the plate. And then I also am in the um, caregiver um, study, which is a little bit scary, but um, because you think, what what if it's me? But then I thought, you know what, I'm not being authentic if I don't do this study. And I truly believe that early diagnosis is, is important and critical. Um, the other partner that we have is the Center for Dementia and Alzheimer's Care. And that is um, a center through health partners. And Dr. Dr. Hockey and uh, Dr. Rosenblum are in charge of that. And they are also going to uh, going to assist in helping us staff um our memory cafe, along with the research center and the, the memory project there. So I just wanted to give them a little kudos for stepping up and 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 uh, speaking out. I guess as Richard would would say. So you know I want to kind of wrap things up here a little bit. Norm, do you have any words of wisdom for people diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease? Yeah, um, the best
0: advice I was given. When I was first diagnosed with early on Alzheimer's, it was by my consultant, and he said, quite simply, use it or lose it. And that's exactly what I've done. I've kept myself busy, as busy as possible, and, uh, and I intend to try and keep on being as big as I can for the future. I intend to do what I can whilst I can for as long as I can, and hopefully, one day we will see a cure. Just a quick note. Hello, Rick. You'll believe this is the first time we've actually spoken. I'm so pleased to meet you.
4: Well, how are you, Noah? We've talked many, many times on Memory People, we've emailed back and forth. Um, I I just can't appreciate everything that you've uh, done and are doing. Uh, As you well know, uh, Memory People, I think, is a concept as as a memory cafe, except it's uh, social networking, where I think we come into play is there there are a lot of people on Memory People that just aren't able to get get out and uh, go to a memory cafe, and we kind of reach them people that are in home and and unable to do these things. I know when I have my speaking engagements, I talk about memory people constantly, of course, and then also the memory cafe. Both of these things are excellent, excellent resources for people. The main thing that I try to bring up constantly is the denial. Denial goes along with this disease and it doesn't help anyone. This disease is gonna progress whether you accept it or not. I mean, I I don't tell people to accept it because everybody's different. I've accepted it a long time ago and it's a tough thing to do. But denying this disease is, is a is a bad bad thing because uh, it, it just tears families and and people apart. So uh, that, that's the thing that I push uh, uh, real hard. And and like I said, Norris, I can't I can't appreciate what what you've done and what you're doing. Uh, you're the man when it comes to awareness, and and I appreciate everything you've done. Thank
0: you so much, Rick. Also. people around and the way you've you've, you've not only created it but we've got other sites of it as well I I can honestly say that I am proud to be your friend and I also totally agree with what you said about the awareness and the denial Um, I think the major part of the disease is acceptance it is up to the person but the more acceptance there is it not only helps the person to deal with the disease it also helps the family the friends and the caregivers
1: Long may you carry on Right, Rick, now how many people are on Memory People? We're pushing like a thousand now, aren't you?
4: Exactly, yeah. I started Memory People back in November last year, the day before Thanksgiving, sitting at my kitchen table by myself about 5.30 in the morning. And we have grown right now, we have right around 930 people, I believe it is. And the amazing thing about this is in them short few months, um, we've grown, like I said, 900 people, and that's not in the United States, that's all over the world. We have people in the United Kingdom, as Norm knows, in Australia, and we all have the same thing in common. We're either memory impaired, we're a caregiver, or we're an advocate, and it just works out so well. I mean, it is like social networking. It is on Facebook, however, it is a closed site, and uh, you have to become a member of Memory People to even read the posts because some of our posts are very personal and very, very uh, you know very difficult but uh you know we have we have folks on there that have people passed away and and we're losing people all the time but it's just it's just the way this disease is and we, and we all have to get together and 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 walk this walk together it's it's a tough thing to do, but uh um denying it is is not the thing to do and i and I push that constantly
1: Great. well thank you um. Phil, can you tell us a little bit about um, the ACR Healthcare Group and, um, you know, the different components of it? Because I think that that's really important. It's a loud statement to me in terms of what all you guys bring to the table in your philosophy.
2: Absolutely. Um, as far as philosophy, I'll start with that. And that's something that's really grabbed my respect for the company and what started out, like I like I said earlier, what I thought I'd be here for a year, and it's going on 16 years now, and it says right in our core value statement, which is on our website, but it's that all, I'll sum it up, is that all life is intrinsically valuable no matter what. Absolutely, no matter what. Unborn, born, elderly, seniors, no matter what comprehension they have, nothing, it just, Life is intrinsically valuable simply because it's life, and we see that really up and down. I mean, the same owners, Jim and Dorothy Nelson, have owned the company the whole time, and we really see it from them all the way down to all of our uh, uh, direct care staff. In fact, that's one of the first trainings we have uh, with our direct care staff is, is this concept of our core values, and we tell them, you know, if, if you don't have a similar view um, of life, this might not be the best fit for you because we are all advocates for the individuals we work with. Um, and that's something that's huge um, with our industry, but also within our company, just like I said, that Mikhail and I both have respected for so long, why we've been with the company for so long. Now, the ACR Healthcare Group is actually, it, it's kind of an umbrella term for three sister companies that we have, ACR Homes, which are the group homes. We've built it up to, uh, we have 52 all over the Twin Cities, where people with disabilities live, as well as uh, seniors and people who have various physical and mental uh, disabilities, so various levels of mental retardation, cerebral palsy, Down syndrome, autism, Alzheimer's, mental illness, muscular dystrophy, multiple sclerosis, traumatic brain injury, um, just a wide range. We have a home with a 3-year-old up to homes with 80-year-olds. Um, so we have a wide range in the homes. And that we're actually celebrating our 30 years uh, this summer. Um, we're celebrating 30 years of existence. And that actually, if we have time, a quick story, it just all started with Jim and Dorothy Nelson. who He was a school psychologist. Um, and the teacher approached him and said, you know, we have these, uh, I think it was four or six females with autism, I believe, who said, you know, they're graduating soon, um, they don't have any place to go. So they actually ended up opening up their first group home then, and that teacher ended up being the live supervisor of the home for those individuals. So it's a great story there um, with ACR Homes. Now, a, a second aspect we have is uh, ACR At Home, which we provide in-home services, um, so people who want to stay in home as long as they can, they don't want to have to go to a nursing home or assisted living place or anything like that. They just need assistance there. So we train staff to be home health aides. And then the last part is Arthur's White Pines. It's a residential care assisted living home in a beautiful small uh, setting. Each each home um, is six beds, and each bed is a private suite, so it comes with its own bathroom, private bathroom and shower. And staffing wise is awesome. Um, you know, we have at least two staff working with the six individuals. And oftentimes, we'll have a lot of third person coming in uh, for activities or such, too. So, that setting is a great place where they can get personalized time and attention. They really do get to know the person, uh, which is key in working with people with dementia. Not only knowing who they are, but who they were, where they've been, where they've traveled to, um, places they've worked, um, family members they've known in the past. And when you have a smaller setting like that, you really can get to know them and work with them. And so, we really have a radical different. Um, approach to dealing with dementia than kind of what uh, people think of it anyway. And uh, I know there's a cheap plug, but we're actually opening our second house. We're going to be doing an open house this week as well. So we're very excited about it. It's a very busy week. Michael um, and I probably aren't getting much sleep, but uh, uh, it's a very exciting week because we have the uh, uh, Memory Cafe on Wednesday, and then Thursday and Saturday we have the open house for Arthur's White Pines in Shoreview. So it, it's an exciting time for all of us, but, uh, um, yeah, it, it's been a lot of fun though too.
1: Wonderful, and I I have been so impressed with your company and the way you work and the philosophy, and um, you just embrace everybody um, where they're at. And the Memory Cafe, you know, where we're going to be holding that is a coffee shop that is utilized by all the homes, and it's just the coolest, most comfortable place to go. Um, Norv, I want to be respectful because I thought you had to run. Do you need to get going?
0: Any time there, i just sorry,
1: lawyer? Okay, I just, I just want to make sure that um, if you need to scoot, that you can go ahead and scoot. Um, but I want to thank you so much for being with us because I have a few kind of housekeeping details that I want to go over. So if you have to go, that is just fine. And if you can stay with us, that's wonderful as well. Uh, yeah,
0: unfortunately, the doctor calls, and I've got to be there in about 20 minutes. So I just like to say, thank you so, so to everybody there, and it's been great meeting you as well, Rick, and all you other guys. And I wish you all the best luck in the world for the 13th. And I've been thinking about you on that
1: day. Have a great time. Thank you so much, Norms. And we will uh, we will be seeing you on Wednesday because you sent us a video for our opening. So, again, thank you again. Even though you won't be here physically, you will be with us in spirit. So thank you so much, Norm. You're
0: welcome. Bye-bye for Bye-bye, guys. Bye.
2: Bye. Thank you Bye. so much, Norms.
4: Bein be safe, my man.
1: Okay, um, I did want to also mention that we have some some great shows coming up um, in the future here. On the eighteenth at eleven o'clock Central Time, um, noon Eastern Time, I'm going to be interviewing Benjamin Pierce, who's the CEO of Potom- uh, Potomac Homes, and then Shirley. Joukowsky, who is an expert on preventing um, oral health. And um, and that's something I wish I would have known more about um, with my mom because, I, you know, I joke now that her teeth look like a rusted chainsaw with fried rice hanging off them because she won't allow anyone to brush her teeth. And so she, they both are going to have some great tips for really living with Alzheimer's and getting around things. And then on the 21st, we're going to have norms back, and hopefully by then I will have these technical uh, snafus gone, and I won't be holding my little iPhone to my computer speaker to hear us go back and forth like like I am today. And then on the 29th, I'm going to have two caregivers on, Sherry Fisher and Tom O'Neill, and they're going to do what I call real talk about shifting caregiving from crisis to comfort and talking about Caring for um, their loved ones, and then on August fourth, I have scheduled Joe Skillion, an author um, of a book called "Concessions of a Caregiver When Alzheimer's Comes to Your Home." So very excited about um, everything going on. We, you know, if you're in Minnesota um, or not and want to take a trip, we'd love to see you come to our our grand opening for our open house. Uh, Again, this Wednesday, July 13th from 1 to 3 or on the 27th from 6 to 7.30. Um, Everyone is welcome. It is a free event Um, and we will be posting more information on that as time comes. Also, if you're memory impaired and interested in sharing your story with the world, please email me. I'd love to talk to you and maybe you can be our next guest. As you can see, we're pretty laid back. We just kind of went with the flow today, even though we had a lot of technical difficulties. It's just like talking on the phone. I mean, that's all we're doing. We're talking with friends and sharing stories and and spreading awareness. And, um, you know, we just, we want you to be part. And we'd love for you to share the show with your friends and family and coworkers, again, to help us spread awareness. And you can do that by just liking us, J Arthur's uh, Memory Cafe. You can just go to that. Uh, it's com. You can find us on Facebook or just go to the website. Uh, you can find it through the radio show or my my site, Alzheimer's Speaks, as well, through the blog. I do a lot of posting. And, of course, we, we put it on uh, Memory People with Rick as well. Um, Rick, do you have anything you'd like to wrap up with?
4: I'd like to thank your uh, two guests for joining us today. I, um, you know how it is in my short-term memory. I can't recollect their names. But what they're doing in essence and what they have done for the past 20, 30 years is bringing awareness. And I'll, I'll tell you, I, I just can't thank them enough. It actually brings a tear to my eye when you think about this because it is changing lives. It's going to change my life. Yeah, I, I tell people all the time, you know, I have Alzheimer's, I have EOAD, but it's nothing more than a disease of the brain. It's nothing more than than, than cancer or than a heart disease. Um, don't be ashamed of it and don't be embarrassed. There's nothing to be ashamed or embarrassed about having Alzheimer's. And uh, once again, I just, I'd just just like to thank your two guests for what they're doing and, and what they're embarking on, and I just, I just can't thank them enough.
1: I, I love your comment, don't be embarrassed, because I think... There is such a stigma with this disease that people really do try to hide it, and it's in my eyes, it's such a mistake. There is so much life to be had at all stages, and, and even with my mom in her very end stages, who rarely communicates. She still communicates just on a different level, and she has raise my consciousness to look for different things, appreciate different things, and it has been such a gift to me. Uh, and, and I have learned so much from all of you diagnosed with the disease as well as all the caregivers and advocates on your site. It's just wonderful, the exchange of information, the, the collaborative efforts, the you know and again with J Arthur's memory cafe you know this is something that's not run out of budget i mean everybody is pitching in and making this work because it's the right thing to do and i i'm so i'm just so excited about it i think it's um i think times are changing and we're going to see more and more of this type of concept spread and people standing up and saying you know what we need we need to do this and we need to do this now. Um, Mikhail,
3: is there anything that you would like to wrap up with? I think I would like to thank you and the others that you have had on the show just for bringing this opportunity to us. This was a totally new concept when you brought it, and we are very excited to be participating in this event, and we're excited to see where it goes. So thanks to all of you for the work you've been doing for a long time already, and we are excited to be joining with you
1: great and phil any any last words for you from you?
2: oh, same as Mikhail. just to thank you and our your two guests as well. I mean this is something we are uh loving i would love to do this uh honestly i mean it's part of our job that we were this was brought to us, and we love doing it, but your guests they live it um and it's something that they um are bringing to everybody uh, on, a daily, uh, on a daily basis throughout their lives. We want to thank them for their bravery, but also just their, their strength in doing this as well. So it's, just, it's a privilege for us to be a part of it.
1: Wonderful. Well, thank you all for listening, and um, thank you, Rick and Norms and Phil and Michal for all coming and sharing together. I just love this collaborative spirit, and I would love to hear more from our listeners on what they think. And that you may have tried to be on the chat box, but I couldn't get that up yet. <laughs> so we're, we're going to get this new platform figured out. Um, and, again, it, life is not about being perfect. It's it's about living it and moving forward and, you know, getting through the obstacles and still enjoying it. Uh, we have to look much deeper at, at what's at heart here and what's important. So thank you all again for being part of the show, and until next time, bye now.